welcome you, God. Fill this place with wonder and glory. Flood our thoughts with wonder and glory. Give us a great glimpse of a never-changing God. Till all we want is found in you.
church, isn't it? Great to see you this morning. You're looking really good. Why don't you give your neighbor a high five as you take a seat. Give you a very warm welcome if this is your first or second time in Activate Church. I'm giving myself a warm welcome because it's my first or second time in Activate Church for about three months, but it's wonderful to see you. You're looking so good. We give you a very warm welcome. Well, if you've had a birthday or a wedding anniversary over the last week, you come out to the front and help yourself to a crunchy bar. John and Catherine, 14 years? Fantastic. Any birthdays? No birthdays. Wow, Kevin and fantastic. Well, we've got a special announcement is that Amy Spittle awarded ducks. So Amy, why don't you come out? Congratulations. So church, why don't you stand with me as we declare this prayer of blessing. Do you know, these prayers are just not any sort of prayer. But prayers of blessing are powerful and they change atmospheres and they declare the goodness of God over the people we're praying for. So let's pray with our hearts full of faith and declaration. Here we go. Father, thank you for your blessing. We declare blessing, health, favour, prosperity and protection over them this year. Activate your love and goodness through each one. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's give them a hand. Congratulations, everyone. Fantastic. Well, a few highlights for you. So ladies, tomorrow at 7.30 p.m., we have Keep Calm, Planning for Christmas. Yeah, it's going to be an awesome time. So if you haven't signed up for it, can I encourage you to go to the Hub and sign up. $7 per person for two people, two ladies. I'm going to say two, two guys, but we don't really want guys, do we? So two people, is $10. So it's fantastic value. It's going to be an excellent time. So ladies, I know Jan and the team would love to see you. It's going to be an incredible, incredible time together. So that's awesome. On the 20th of November... After the 10.30 gathering, we're going to have an Activate DNA. If you're, yeah, if you're new to Activate Church and not quite sure how things sort of fit together or function together, this is an opportunity to learn about the life of Activate Church, a connection with the Acts Churches Movement of New Zealand, and to meet some wonderful people. And that wonderful people, or those wonderful people, could be sitting right in front of you. So RSP is the 20th of November after the 10.30 gathering, and that will be a fantastic time. And on the 27th of November, can you turn to your neighbour and say, there's no 9am gathering, no 10.30 gathering, only a 10am gathering. 10am, we've got to remember that, a 10am. And after our gathering, if you have served in the life of the church in any way, shape or form, and if you're going, gee, I'm not sure, I can tell you, you're a candidate for it. We're going to be having a volunteer's lunch to say thank you, to honour those that have served and just having great fun together. So that's after the 10.30, sorry, not 10.30, the 10 a.m. gathering on the 27th. Just checking if you're awake there. So that's fantastic. This evening we have the 6 p.m. Uh, gathering in the youth hall. 
So that's going to be fantastic. Last time we had a great time, the youth hall was packed. And I think we should pack it out again this evening. So come along. It'll be a great time. And at the end of this gathering, we'll be receiving a vision offering. And Pastor Sheridan is going to be speaking into that. So isn't that awesome? Some great things happening. So why don't you give yourself a clap? God is good. He's for you and He's with you. Well, my friend, Daniel, where are you, Daniel? Daniel's going to come and read Psalm 62. He's an awesome man, isn't he? He really is. Thank you, Daniel. Psalm 62. For Jeduthun, the choir director, a psalm of David. I wait quietly before God, for my victory comes from Him. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress where I will never be shaken. So many enemies against one man, all of them trying to kill me. To them I am just a broken down wall or a tottering fence. They plan to topple me from my high position. They delight in telling lies about me. They praise me to my face, but but curse me in their hearts. Let all that I am wait quietly before God, for my hope is in Him. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress where I will not be shaken. My victory and honour come from God alone. He is my refuge, a rock where no enemy can reach me. O my people, trust in Him at all times. Pour out your heart to Him, for God is our refuge. Common people are as worthless as a puff of wind, and the powerful are not what they appear to be. If you weigh them on the scales, together they are lighter than a breath of air. Don't make your living by extortion or put your hope in stealing. And if your wealth increases, don't make it the centre of your life. God has spoken plainly, and I have heard it many times. Power, O God, belongs to you. Unfailing love, O Lord, is yours. Surely you repay all people according to what they have done.
stand to our feet. Stand to our feet and worship our God this morning. I just want to encourage you this morning, church. Whatever expectation you had when you came in and whatever expectation you have right now about what's going to happen, and I, I believe in expectation, but let's just lay that before God right now. The good things and whatever other things, let's just lay that before God right now. Lord, have your way. Lord, we are here for you. Praise you, Lord.
Jesus, I surrender. Oh, to Jesus, I surrender all. To Him, I freely give. I will ever sing it out. All to Jesus, I surrender. All to Jesus, I surrender. Humbly at His feet. Humbly at His feet, I bow.
I surrender all to Jesus. I surrender all, all to Jesus. I surrender all to Jesus. I surrender, come on, all to Jesus. I to him there is incredible power in that because I, I sense the excitement of Father God of Almighty God as a church surrendered to him it is then that he can impart all of his goodness all of his wisdom all of his might when we lay down our lives to him I see 
the weakness of us laying down our lives, but then He imparts His courage. Then He imparts His strength. When we lay down our lives, He can impart what He would desire to fill us with, what He would desire to lift us up with. There is incredible power as the church lays down, as we surrender to Him, He will raise us up. ourselves of that this morning. What a privilege it is to surrender to you and willingly surrender to you. Holy Spirit, breathe life on every person in this place. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, it is good to see you this morning. You are looking fine. How was that election during the week? Wow. Hey, there was more coverage on it than we get on our own elections. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Father, we bless Donald Trump in Jesus' name. Father, we honour the leaders that you put in place. We lift him before you and we say, bless that man, bless his family. Let the country uh, be blessed as he leads it in Jesus' name. Father, may he hear your voice may have a soft heart toward you and and Lord uh, I pray those people he's drawing around him that they continue to have soft hearts towards you too in Jesus name and that they will go into a great era as a country let them re-establish some of the truths that they've held in the past I pray in this next era in Jesus name amen amen who is who's got something you're believing in your life that's absolutely impossible to achieve an impossibility before you. You need a miracle, in other words. Impossible. Stand on your feet right now, where you are, if you've got an impossibility. If this week doesn't encourage you that the impossible can happen, come on. If you've got an impossibility, just stand right where you are. Right where you are. Yeah, great. Father, you see every person standing before you right now. They can name their own impossibilities. But in you, all things are possible. You are God and we are not. And in you, all things are possible. So Father, right now we call on a miracle in Jesus' Name that You would make the impossible possible in the Name of Jesus. Those things that have been uh, called as things that can't happen, we declare that they will happen in Jesus' Name. We declare that You are sovereign and You will move on, your, on behalf of Your people in Jesus' Name. So we thank You. We expect a miracle. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, 
well. It was a week of the impossibles. The Irish even beat the All Blacks. And don't tell me what happened this morning. I don't know and I don't care yet. So, thanks guys. Well done. Beautiful. Why don't you give them a hand? Didn't they bless us this morning? You want to sit far away from me? I'll just move forward. Easy. Well, I've spoken about a number of things in the last few weeks, and um, I'm going to pull ends together, basically, today. So uh, I'm going to pull ends together, and uh, I'm looking forward to that. I am speaking into our vision one more time. If you haven't got a brochure, they're in the foyer. Grab a brochure. There's a big banner on the wall in the foyer. I'm going to speak into this at the end of this uh, time together. There will be an opportunity to, to receive our vision offering again. And, and can I be straight up front with you? I want every person involved. I want every person to sow into the vision offering. I don't, I don't care how much you sow. That's between you and God. But I want every person to sow. I, I want every person to be on board with where God's taking us. And I'll talk into that a little bit as we go. But let me provoke you right at the start by playing a video clip. Thanks, Joe. So you want to hear my life story? My friend, you don't have the time. But I will give you a glimpse, just a glimpse, into what it's like to be me. I've traveled the world. I've been around. I've seen all kinds of things, made many friends. I've made fortunes and lost them. I've forged nations, and I've brought them down. You name it, I've done it. At the heart of it all, though, it's really about you and me. Because if you want something, it's on me. That's what I do. And I've discovered that there are basically two kinds of people. There are those who use me for their own benefit. And then there are those who are more interested in helping others people less fortunate than themselves. My question is, what is your relationship going to be with me? Wasteful or productive? Because in the end, it's up to you. I'm in your hands. It's always been that way. Always will be. a very, very gifted man in our church, Jonathan uh, Nicholson, who made that video. It is very, very well done, isn't it? Well, I want to talk to you about three things this morning. I want to talk to you about uh, to receive a harvest, first, a seed must be sown. Secondly, the power of unification or agreement is spectacular. And thirdly, every vision or dream presents more questions than answers. Is that all right? Come on, people. We have a, I'm going to talk about agreement here. The power of agreement is spectacular. And you and I have a deal. 
I even got the Fielding Church on board with our deal last week. That was good, eh? I was only there a week. So you start with a seed, and a seed produces a harvest at some point. We start with the seed, and at some point you'll see a vision come to pass. Point number one, to receive a harvest, first a seed must be sown. To receive a harvest, first a seed must be sown. 1 Corinthians 15 says this, But someone may ask, how will the dead be raised? What kind of bodies will they have? What a foolish question. When you put a seed in the ground, it doesn't grow into a plant unless it dies first. And what you put in the ground is not the plant that will grow, but only a bare seed of wheat or whatever you are planting. Then God gives the new body he wants it to have. A different plant grows from each kind of seed. The seed never looks like the harvest. Well, very rarely does the seed look like the harvest. But if you don't plant a seed, you don't get a harvest, do you? That's right? That's right. I think it's right. I'm sure it's right. Tell me what those are. What kind of seeds? Good answer. Well, if you plant those seeds, you're going to get some of these. But the seed looks nothing like the harvest. It just doesn't. What about this? What are these seeds? Blurry ones, yes. No, they're not. The seed looks nothing like the harvest. Boy, I hope they are. They, the internet said they were orange seeds. They better be orange seeds. The seed looks nothing like the harvest. What's that? Boy, does that look good or what? Again, the seed looks nothing like the harvest, but often the seed is found at the heart of the harvest. Often. The seed is found at the, the heart. And the quality of the seed does determine the quality of the harvest. You're not rubbish seed. Chances are you're not. Actually, the Bible tells us that a, a bad tree can't produce good fruit. So the quality of the seed does affect the harvest. Our vision offering this year uh, and, uh, is a seed. That's all it is. It's a seed. And I'm desiring a great seed. That's my desire. A great seed. I'm desiring a seed that is pure. I'm desiring a seed that is generous, that is faith-filled, that is God-reliant, and that is owned by all of us. That's the seed I'm looking for. A seed that we can plant that at some point will bring a harvest. Mark chapter 4, verse 26. Jesus also said, The kingdom of God is like a farmer who scatters seed on the ground. Night and day while he's asleep or awake, the seed sprouts and grows, but he does not understand how it happens. The earth produces the crops on its own. First a leaf blade pushes through, then the heads of the wheat are formed, and finally the grain ripens. As soon as the grain is ready, the farmer comes and harvests it. So we plant a seed expecting a harvest. Second point. This is quite miraculous in itself. I've got three points. How often does that happen? 
The second point, the power of unification or agreement is spectacular. The power of unification or agreement is spectacular. Matthew 18, 19 says, I also tell you this, this is Jesus' words, if two of you agree here on earth concerning anything you ask, my Father in heaven will do it for you. For where two or three gather together as my followers, I am among them. Perhaps one of the greatest examples of unification in the scripture is the account of Jericho and what happened there with Joshua. In, um, before I go there, in 1831, uh, cavalry troops uh, were marching in step across a suspension bridge near Manchester, England, and the bridge collapsed. They were marching in step altogether. And apparently from that point on, um, troops have been told when they march across, across bridges, they're not to march in step. Because the power of marching in step is absolutely incredible. It's all to do with cadence and resonance and different things, um, frequencies. Uh, but the power of them marching in step actually brought the bridge down. But if they marched out of step, it was okay. I can remember when I was, uh, I can't remember how old I was, probably 13 years old, and uh, I was playing, playing in the Hamilton Brass Band, Hamilton Citizens Brass Band, and we had our national, the New Zealand national competition was in Wanganui. And um, part of the event was, I can't remember, I think we were at a, like a horse racing track thing, and they did a mass band. And we filled the whole inside of this horse racing track with brass bands. It was just, it was amazing. And I can remember the ground shaking under my feet as we played together. I can remember the ground moving. Can't remember what we played, can't remember anything else, just remember the ground was moving. And, and the power of unity is absolutely incredible. This is the account of Jericho, Joshua chapter 6 from verse 6. So Joshua called together the priests and said, Take up the ark of the Lord's covenant and assign seven priests to walk in front of it, each carrying a ram's horn. Then he gave orders to the people, March around the town, and the armed men will lead the way in front of the ark of the Lord. After Joshua spoke to the people, the seven priests with the ram's horn started marching in the presence of the Lord, blowing the horns as they marched. And the ark of the Lord's covenant followed behind them. Some of the armed men marched in front of the priests with the horns and some behind the ark with the priests continually blowing the horns. Do not shout. Do not even talk, Joshua commanded. Not a single word from any of you until I tell you to shout, then shout. I love that. That's miraculous. You've got a whole nation of people marching around a city for seven days, not saying a word. That's a miracle. That is a miracle in itself, isn't it? Seven, not saying a word. That is unity. You want to see a display of unity? Group that people that were told not to talk, not talking. That's, that's amazing. And then he says, when, you, when I tell you to shout, shout. So the ark of the Lord was carried around the town once that day. Actually, doesn't that just remind you that sometimes, you know, the power of life and death is in the tongue? 
And sometimes the most powerful thing we can do is hold our tongue. That's a, it's a very valuable lesson that. Sometimes the most powerful thing you or I can do is not say anything. Carrying on. So the ark of the Lord was carried around the town once that day, and then everyone returned to spend the night in the camp. Joshua got up early the next morning, and the priests again carried the ark of the Lord. The seven priests with the ram's horns marched in front of the ark of the Lord, blowing their horns. Again, the armed men marched both in front of the priests and with the horns and behind the ark of the Lord. All this time, the priests were blowing their horns. On the second day, they again marched around the town once and returned to the camp. They followed this pattern for six days. On the seventh day, the Israelites got up at dawn and marched around the town as they had done before. But this time, they went around the town seven times. The seventh time around, as the priests sounded the long blast of their horns, Joshua commanded to the people, Shout, for the Lord has given you the town. Jericho and everything in it must be completely destroyed as an offering to the Lord. Only Rahab the prostitute and the others in her house will be spared because they protected our spies. Do not take anything that's set apart for destruction, or you yourselves will be completely destroyed, and you will bring trouble on the camp of Israel. Everything made of silver, gold, bronze, or iron is sacred to the Lord and must be brought into his treasury. When the people heard the sound of the ram's horns, they shouted as loud as they could. Suddenly, all the walls of Jericho collapsed, and the Israelites charged in and captured the town. Incredible unity as they worked together for the purposes of God. One of the greatest examples of unity and purpose. The, the power of a unified response can have absolutely incredible results way beyond, way beyond what we would think. I think to accomplish our vision requires a unified response of faith. I think to accomplish the vision that God's given us requires a unified buy-in from us as a church. We've all got to be on board. We've all got to go, okay, come on God, let's make this thing happen. For Israel it looked like don't say a word, then it looked like march, then it looked like shout. Then it looked like go into the town. For us at this point of time, it looks like sowing a seed. That's what it looks like. Sowing a seed. Yes, the seed's a financial seed, but sowing a seed, the important thing is that we're unified, that everyone's on board. Number three. Every vision or dream presents more questions than answers. Our report is extremely important. It's extremely important. What we say is extremely important. Researchers tell us that the tipping point, that's when the voice of the minority becomes louder than the voice of the majority, generally, not always, but generally happens between 10 and 20%. That's when it happens. So your report is really important. What you say, what you verbalize, is incredibly important for us going into what God's taking us into, what God's showing, what God's promised. Numbers 13, chapter 25, says this. After exploring the land for 40 days, the men returned to Moses and Aaron. 
the whole community of Israel and the whole community of Israel at Kadesh in the wilderness of Paran. They reported to the whole community what they had seen when they went to the promised land as spies. What they had seen, and they showed them the fruit that had been taken from the land. You remember in, I think, the chapter before, it talks about them, uh, bunches of grapes that took two men to carry, one bunch of grapes. So they showed them the fruit that they had taken from the land. This was their report to Moses. We entered the land you sent us to explore. And it is indeed a bountiful country, a land flowing with milk and honey. Here is the kind of fruit it produces. But the people living there are powerful and their towns are large and fortified. We even saw giants there, the descendants of Anak. The Amalekites live in the Negev and the Hittites, the Jebusites, the Amorites live in the hill country. The Canaanites live along the coast of the Mediterranean Sea and along the Jordan Valley. But Caleb tried to quiet the people as they stood before Moses. Let's go at once and take the land, he said. We can certainly conquer it. But the other men who had explored the land with him disagreed. We can't go up against them. They're stronger than we are. So they spread this bad report about the land among the Israelites. The land we traveled through and explored will devour anyone who goes to live there. All the people we saw were huge. We even saw giants there, the descendants of Anak. Next to them, we felt like grasshoppers, and that's what they thought too. Then the whole community began weeping aloud, and they cried all night. Their voices rose in a great chorus of protest against Moses and Aaron. If only we had died in Egypt, or even here in the wilderness, they complained. Why is the Lord taking us to this country, only to have us die in battle. Our wives and our little ones will be carried off as plunder. Wouldn't it be better for us to return to Egypt? Then they plotted against themselves. Let's choose a new leader. Let's go back to Egypt. Then Moses and Aaron fell face down on the ground before the whole community of Israel. Two of the men who had explored the land, Joshua, son of Nun, and Caleb, son of Jephthah, tore their clothing. They said to all the people of Israel, The land we traveled through and explored is a wonderful land. And if the Lord is pleased with us, he will bring us safely into that land and give it to us. It is a rich land flowing with milk and honey. Do not rebel against the Lord and do not be afraid of the people of the land. They are only helpless prey to us. They have no protection, but the Lord is with us. Don't be afraid. Unfortunately, Joshua and Caleb didn't quite make it to tipping point. They didn't quite get there. The people didn't buy what they were saying. The people didn't buy into what they were saying. But it makes me ask the question, what is your report? What is your report? We put the vision out where we're going as a local church. What is your report? We have a vision. We can see the promised land. But if you're like me, you can see the chasm between here and there too. And you can see all the questions. But how is that going to work? How are we going to do that? How will we pay for that? How will that? All of that. But you make a report. You make a report. I didn't see the apple seed or the, the um, avocado seed going, but how will I become an avocado? How will I become an apple? 
It was in the DNA of the seed that it would become an apple. It was in the DNA of the seed that it would become an orange. It's in the DNA of the seed that it will become an avocado. And Jesus said, I will build my church. I will build my church. In other words, the destiny of Jesus' church is in the DNA of Jesus. Of Jesus. It's his church. He'll take us where he's going to take us. But what's our report like? Is our report one of faith or is it one of unbelief? Is it a report of faith? What's your report like? Is it a report of faith? Or is it a report of unbelief? Because the choice is yours. No one's got your arm up your back. The, the choice is yours. But I would say this. Be careful. Be careful about your report. Be careful what you say. Because the faithless report of the ten was a seed. It was a seed that was planted in the community of Israel. And when that seed, that faithless report, came to harvest, it looked like a whole generation missing out on the promises of God. Ten people made a faithless report. And then it comes, it grows into a harvest. The harvest is that a whole generation never entered the promised land. Our report is incredibly powerful. Incredibly powerful. What does a positive report look like? Well, right at the moment, a positive report looks like our vision offering. That's what it looks like. It looks like what we say too. <coughs> Excuse me. But it looks like our offering. And, and I want to reiterate, I really want to make this clear for a moment. It's not about how much you give to the vision offering. Okay? It's not about how much. We're all at different stages of life and all those kind of things. It's not like... It's about an amount. It's about sowing a seed. And that seed's like a positive report. Okay, God, do your stuff. Take us where you're taking us. Open up the playing field. If you're with us, no one can stand against us. Take us in there. It's about being involved. That's why I'm confident in asking for every person to be involved. Because we're not asking you to... You know, you, you might want to sow hugely into it, in which case I encourage it. But what I'm asking for today, and what we're asking for, is that you buy in. Is that you sow? That we've got 100% of us making a good report. Going, okay, God, this is a faith report. I'm going to put it there. It's really interesting that the most famous offering in the Bible was the smallest. It's not about amounts. It's about heart. It's about, come on, we can do this thing. We can do this thing. And, and part, of, part of it is also, I have control of my finances and I choose to sow a seed. I choose to have a positive report. I choose to believe in the impossible. A bit like the video right at the very start. I've got the power. I control it. It doesn't control me. You know, that's often the difference between poverty and wealth is that poverty, money controls the people. Wealth, people control the money. Often the way. But what I want you to hear is also is that this isn't about buildings. Buildings are a pain in the butt. They are. They require maintenance. They require all sorts of things. They're just a pain. This is about being obedient to what God's showing us. 
And if it involves buildings, he can sort that out. But it's not about buildings. It's about relationship. It is about people coming to know Jesus. That's what it's about. At the end of the day, that's all it's about, is people coming to know Jesus. We want to love on our city. We want to bless our city. We want to create gateways to help our city. But we want, at the end of the day, our city to know Jesus. That's what it's about. That's what Community Link's about now. It's actually about people coming to know Christ. It's not about helping someone with their budget. It's not about putting food in someone's pantry. It's not about fixing someone's property. But all of those things are tools to helping people come to Christ. ATC. It's about people coming to know Jesus. Yes, we educate them. Yes, we help them. Yes, we give them skills. Yes, their education can open doorways for them. But all of that's worth nothing if at the end of the day, they don't know Jesus. It's all about knowing Jesus. I wonder where you're at this morning, if you know Jesus. Because that's why the church exists. God's placed these groups of people all around the planet to reflect something of the nature of his kingdom. And his desired result is that every person is in relationship with him. Every person. And I wonder this morning what kind of week you've had and where you've come from, where you've come in from. I wonder if you're walking with Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. I wonder if you know what it is to walk through life carrying the hope and the peace of God. I wonder if you know what it is to walk through life being released of that weight of wrongdoing and hopelessness because Jesus has paid the price so that we can walk with him. It's incredible hope. We call that salvation, inviting Jesus into our world. He said for us to enter, or actually we enter his world, for us to enter his world, all we've got to do is believe in our hearts that Jesus Christ is Lord, that he rose, that he died, that he rose from the dead, and confess with our mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. And he says we will be saved. In other words, we come into relationship with him. The gap that separates us from God is wiped out. We come into relationship with Jesus. He wipes out our wrongdoing. He walks with us. We have a relationship. We get to experience hope. We get to experience peace. We get to walk with Him in this life, not only this life, but eternity. That sounded like a bed of roses, didn't it? It's not a bed of roses. Some days it's really hard work. But we're doing it with Jesus. We're doing it with Jesus. And it's about eternity. Can I ask you to bow your heads just for a moment, please? If you're here and you're not currently in relationship with Jesus Christ, I'd like to give you the opportunity this morning to ask Him into your world, to accept Him as your Lord, as your Saviour, to start the journey with Him. And in a moment, I'm going to ask you to lift your hand if you'd like to do that. You're not lifting your hand to me, you're actually lifting your hand to Jesus. But I'd like to acknowledge you as well. In just a moment, I'll ask you to lift your hand if you're saying, Jesus, today I choose you. I want to walk with you could be the very, very first time you've made that decision, and that would be fantastic. Or it could be 
that you made the decision a long time ago, but for whatever reason, you've stepped way back. Way back from your relationship with Him. And today, you're saying, you know, I'm going to step up again, Lord. Today, I'm going to step into that place of relationship with you. That's what the story in the Scriptures of the prodigal son is all about. The father's waiting with open arms, saying, come on, I've been waiting for today. This is awesome. So in a moment, I'm going to ask you to lift your hand for the, for the first time or whether you're saying, today I come back. Embracing Jesus. Thanks, man. I see your hand. That's awesome. Yeah, thank you. see your hand as well. That's great. Is there anyone else this morning who want to respond to Jesus today? I've seen two people lift their hands so far. Yes, Jesus, I choose you. I believe in my heart that you came, you died, you rose from the grave for me. And I confess with my mouth that you are Lord. I've seen two people so far. Anybody else today? Five more seconds. That is fantastic. The Bible tells us that the angels celebrate when a person gets right with God. Two people, that's worth a massive big round of applause, isn't it? Fantastic. Great. Let's give Pastor Sheridan a hand. Thank you so much. It's wonderful. You know, as Pastor Sheridan was uh, speaking, I was reflecting uh, over a conversation that I've had for many years with a number of people in the life of our church and I don't believe this is by accident at all but there's a number of people in this place who call Activate Church their home that carry a vision and, and many of us have come from different places all around the country and here we are for such a time as this of seeing God expressed through a community expression a campus and I think about that thought, about that idea. It's a God idea. And it's been placed in the hearts of many of us. And God desires to place it in the hearts of every one of us. That we go, yes, today. I'm taking it from a dream to give it some tangibility. And I'm making a commitment and saying, yes, I'm part of this amazing dream for Jesus to be expressed in our community. It is easy for people to find Jesus, that wherever, where, whenever anybody is in our city, they go, I know a place. I know a place. And they say, whenever, wherever, be like Jesus. And it's not a bad place. In fact, I want to be in that place. And we have the opportunity to sign it. Isn't that good? It is so, so good. So I want to also say, if you're a visitor, if you're a guest here today, feel free. This doesn't apply to you. If you want to sow into this, it's great. But I'm going to pray. And can I, as Pastor Sheridan has said, invite every person to sow into this. I believe God has great plans. I know He has great plans ahead. And I think it's a very, very exciting time in the life of Activate Church, don't you? It really, really is. 
And I'm looking forward with great anticipation, great expectation of what the Lord is going to do in the days and the weeks and the months and the years ahead of us, that He would be glorified through it all. So let's bow our heads and pray. Father, we thank You for the incredible opportunity it is to take a seed and plant it in the ground and that, Lord, You might water it and cause it to grow and to develop into something marvellous, something that would bring shelter and shade, a place of fruitfulness, a place and environment that is filled with the very presence of God, where people who are weary and tired find rest and support. For those that are lost and just have nowhere near to turn, they find comfort and love. Where those that are hopeless, Lord, find hope and a, a new height and a new opportunity to live thinking things were over, seeing there's a new day before them. Father, may this city be marked with the presence and the grace of Jesus. Father, may it be so easy for people in this city to find Jesus. And Father, we pray that, Lord, your thumbprint would be all over this campus. That, Lord, whenever, wherever, every person who calls activate their church, their home, People would know in this city, here is Jesus. Here is Jesus. I'm feeling the love of Jesus. I'm feeling the touch of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the privilege of partnering with you for such a time as this. And everyone said, Amen. God bless.